Uh, so Wilmer, um, who's your favorite person and why? Um, my favorite person right now is my five-year-old nephew. He's uh, just a great reminder to have fun in life and just love and have fun. So he really brings that joy in my life. I love it. And he's in Calgary? He's in Calgary, yeah. Not being a parent myself, I think like it's a different kind of connection to just kind of be able to step in and out of like his like support system. But, um, you know, every time I do spend time with him, you know, I can see how like his personal personality is developing and also that, yeah, like he has that joy for life. And, you know, I just like it, it invites me to just not take things so serious. Yeah. We, yeah, we definitely need more of that. My Viewfinder is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. This episode is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your energy from. If you choose Park Power, your money stays here. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference in their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kozowski, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. Learn more at parkpower.ca. What does it mean to place an image on a pedestal, and what effect does that have on our consciousness? Wilmer's latest project challenges the traditional use of imagery and objects to create a sense of wonder and worship. He asks the question, why can't we build the same structures for disadvantaged and traditionally underrepresented groups and identities? What can we do to help define a new sense of beauty and wonder? And where should we start this conversation? Uh, partly right here. So without further ado, here's the second half of the conversation I had with Wilmer, and let's find out what he thinks. So I think that now with my work, it's like I want to flip those narratives upside down and tell new stories. So yes, why can we not represent uh, people of color or queer identities, femme identities as iconic? Because the people that I have photographed to me are iconic and I want to share them in that way with the public. As you point out, I mean, uh, particularly European Catholics fucking love stained glass, ornate sculptures. They love, right, this visceral uh, projection of their faith. You know, everybody's blonde, uh, blue hair, blue eyed and all this shit. But, you know, you, um, you get what they want you to be transformative, but literal projections of what to worship. Right. And the first thing that struck me when I saw, uh, well, when I was introduced to your Instagram and then some of the, uh, the work that you do is immediately I started thinking about the imagery and iconography are doorways to the unknown. So they are bridges to allow us a spiritual experience. And um, I find it fascinating. And I think you're hitting the mark um, critically to challenge particularly a conservative religious people to uh, have to face something that they may glance at and say, oh, well, this reminds me of a candle that my grandma used to have and then be like, oh, fuck, like there's a, right? Like there's somebody I don't understand anything about there and maybe be offended, who knows? But um, it's it's fascinating to me to hear you, you know, want to do that intentionally, uh, that there's, uh, yeah, so much 
structure around the way you approach these projects. It's it's great. Um, I mean, what's the feedback? Are 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 people upset, <laughs> or are you getting a lot of support? Um, thanks. You know what? Yeah, it's kind of both. Like um, like I I and you know a lot of this work has actually not actually been uh, seen yet because this is work in progress, right? So I've been working um, in collaboration with a carpenter, um, Peter Freeman, um, who has been building these um, altars. And it was really interesting because this project um, also is connected to um, uh, Calgary Arts Development uh, Individual Artists Grant Opportunity. And I knew I had this vision of like wanting to present this series of portraits um, in a very specific way, you know, connected to them being displayed in standalone altars that were built. And when I met Peter, you know, he said, yeah, I'm definitely interested, like, let's collaborate on this. And I gave him some ideas and I had, uh, I had actually had a friend of mine build like the first like prototype of these altars. And I showed that to um, the new collaborator, Peter, and he said, Okay, he said, like, I kind of, I get the idea. And so he said, like, like, let's, let's do it. Then for like the next couple of weeks, I kept like messaging him and I was so excited to get this going. And I was like, okay, Peter, like, um, like, how's it going? Like, do you need anything? And he said, well, just tell me what, what is, what is that you want from these altars? And I said, okay. And I was like, well, you know, like the one I showed you. And he said, yeah, but you, you just, when you tell me what you want, we'll get started with it. And I was so confused and I thought, okay, but like we had this meeting, I showed him like some of the early like portraits that were already done and I showed him the prototype. But what I didn't realize is that he wanted me to draw them. He wanted me to draw each of the altar because the series is um, a 12 in total. And so that kind of brought in new challenges for me because then I kind of had to teach myself how to do these drawings, like kind of like architectural drawings of these altars. And I just started to design and draw these, which was something that uh, I wasn't expecting to do. I thought, oh, he'll just know what to do and build 12 different ones. And so it was really cool. It was like just kind of learning a new medium within this photography project. So yeah, I sent him the drawings and then he, um, he just started building them and it's really cool to see those drawings come alive too. And, you know, it's kind of like a very, it's a very curated vision and the feedback has uh, generally been like positive And I think um, definitely of interest, you know, like people kind of ask those questions about like, why does it remind me of like, um, like Catholic imagery or um, like what are the words on them? on the models and I worked with um, Colin Menzies who's multidisciplinary artist here in Calgary and also my partner and so we collaborated and the process was really like working with the people that are in the photographs are mostly people that I admire so they're not necessarily people that um, are like models that I just kind of met you know through like uh, some different platform. Um, there are people that I like know and I, I admire. And so in the process of like, when we were doing the shoots, we would also kind of have discussions around like what kind of designs would go on um, the bodies of the subjects. So like some of them have like empowering words in Spanish, like 
love, freedom, strength, courage. And it was interesting because it was more of like a, it was more of like an organic flow. So we would just kind of select the words um, that felt right at that time for that person. Um, and then on the flip side of that, some of the feedback has also been um, less positive. And, you know, even in this like public art installation that went up at Central Memorial Park, uh, I think like within three days, it had been defaced uh, already. And so, yeah, I think, you know, it was it was definitely challenging to be able to move past that because I was like so excited that, you know, we you know, things had gone relatively according to plan with the design and installation. And then, um, you know, within three days, it had been defaced. And I, and I, you know, I think that kind of brought in like a lot of different thoughts of like questioning the work or questioning why somebody might do it. Um, but it was really brief because I just kind of let those thoughts pass by and, you know, we got the mural cleaned up. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's such a positive Thing. I, I would definitely have been consumed by it. I think as well, I don't have the clear vision or confidence to uh, poke at it the way that you are. Uh, you know, my experience of Calgary comes in different dimensions. So when I hang out with creators, uh, particularly young, you know, the, I don't think they're millennials anymore, Gen, fuck, Z, Q, whatever they are. It, I don't even understand anymore. But, you know, my work with perspectives, I was meeting 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds. So they they come from a different world, right? I'm, I'm 42. So I, I have my own biases, but it's great because they're so hopeful and they're uh, at least somewhat more woke. And there's much more representation in that area. So I'm seeing a lot more minorities and I'm in the inner city. So I start building this worldview that Calgary is so like fucking forward. <laughs> and then I have to be reminded, not just in this altercation downtown, but in general, you know, statistically Calgary is uh, not that progressive uh, in many ways in its culture. Um, and so, you know, my work is a little bit more benign than yours. It's more inside my head, but you're doing work that's both that, but also wanting to be in the public eye, wanting to challenge some of these tropes that we have. In particular, taking on religious iconography is, uh, I mean, I, getting defaced on the uh, street uh, sidewalk at Central Memorial feels like the minimum. I, I, I kind of expect that. <laughs> I, I almost uh, am glad to hear that it's not, uh, you know, trolls getting on your Instagram or just be, pe people being really fucking small and hateful. Uh, so maybe that is proving me wrong. Maybe Calgary is a little bit more progressive than I thought, but uh, um, I love it. I mean, I, I think it's great. I um, I don't know. It, it's, it's a weird thing that you're doing. Uh, and I respect it, but uh, it feels scary <laughs> to me. Um, but maybe, uh, you know, yeah, you have a very spiritual approach to this thing. It's, it's interesting. So uh, what is, what, how do you think your move has impacted your work here? Because um, like you were sharing about that altercation that you had uh, here in Calgary. So like, do you think that's something that like kind of was very specific that, may not have happened in other cities because I guess I'm not really sure what, because you were doing uh, like street photography. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess briefly. So, you know, the, um, <laughs> you know, the portrait I gave to Exposure Studio to uh, like do my post. So that was taken by Scott Mallow. And uh, the interesting thing about that picture is that that was five minutes before we walked under the first street bridge. And uh, this, fucking asshole uh, tried to grab my friend and break his Leica 
and then started calling us uh, homophobic, racial shit, spitting at us. We walked away from it feeling like we had done it in the most civil way possible. Um, but it stuck with me. And and I think the two things that have come out of that, one, um, it's really que- made me question what I do street photography for. Am I doing this to present people in their best light? So even if I'm going into a darker corner of a human experience? Am I doing it with some uh, grace and good intent? Or, um, you know, is it something that's just perfunctory or, or maybe even sociopathic or, you know, masochistic? I don't, I don't know. So number one, I think my fear was that I didn't know what I was doing for anymore. But the second thing that came out was this podcast. And so um, I think two or three months into this pandemic, I, I was circling this and I just thought, I'm not going to go out and take pictures right now because we're all hiding in our little caves anyway. But I started thinking about this question and I thought, I can't solve this by talking to myself. Uh, I talk to myself too often already as it is. Um, I thought, what better way than to ask uh, at first, you know, my uh, smaller photographic community if they'd be interested in in talking with me. And now that I have access to all of you, um, you know, I'm bothering you with it. Um, and not specifically questions about conflict, but about your experience. And it's been incredible because there can be such a positive creative. I mean, it's in the word creativity, right? Uh, this life-affirming process that, um, you know, has a, it has a tone, doesn't it? I don't know. I, I don't, I didn't think until I started talking to people about how creativity was meant to be so uh, positive, um, Often there's a trope of the suffering artist and this like manic fucking guy throwing paint everywhere and just being angry and, you know, uh, you know, addled and, uh, and just miserable. Now that I kind of, to your point, now that the um, conversation is in the general public, um, you know, we have to engage with it. Um, how we do that, I have no idea. Uh, so for me, it's this podcast or, you know, getting to know folks like you. Uh, for you, it seems like doing that and creating uh, portraiture um, or and other work. I don't know what, what other work you do. Um, and for the folks that I've spoken to and the people I intend to, I'm sure it manifests itself in a, a variety of different ways. But um, yeah, so that's my existential rant about what happened this year. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. It, you know, I think... Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mirror something to you of what you were saying about like this work, uh, that you're doing, uh, where you said like, I'm now bothering, um, you know, this group of photographers from the exposure series. And I think I just want to encourage you man, to like really see the value in it because I'm really grateful that you're doing this podcast and the series, because I think now more than ever, the voices that, um, of the creative collective are really fundamental and essential i was having this really cool conversation about this with someone recently about how um you know this pandemic has really changed the climate of how like we're used to seeing and experiencing art or creative and cultural um entertainment and how now like there's a big question mark for especially i think for like when we think about the bigger organizations and um, on top of that, then you also like take into account all of the 
like the current like social climate, right? So we have the pandemic and then the social climate that's also changing um, the spaces and how we knew them. And so this question mark of like, how are we going to move forward and how are things gonna go on and continue and and now looking so differently. And I think that these conversations that, that you're creating a platform for are really where, what are, it's gonna be what is going to inform to, for us to come up with the answers to that. Like how do we continue creating experiences um, here in Calgary and everywhere else in the world during this time? And I think it's gonna happen through these kinds of conversations where you know, people just gonna talk about like, you know, like here I'm doing this work, like this uh, new series for me was supposed to be an exhibition. And then, um, you know, when the pandemic happened, the funder came back and said, we're not doing exhibitions anymore. So then I, I really had to like rethink how I was gonna share this work because this work was actually created with the intention to be shared and to be thought provoking and to maybe piss people off and make people feel uncomfortable. And so now what I'm working on is creating a book of that work so that I can still share it because I still want to be able to piss people off if that's how they react to it. Um, but the, the end goal for me is to create that visibility for this beautiful iconic people that I had the honor of, of like collaborating with. Yeah, the images are are beautiful. I, I think I only know uh, Jimmy, and he's just uh, just a fascinating. I mean, I, I don't want to be <laughs> dismissive of calling him a kid, but a young man. Like he's just he's just connected, uh, and his buddy Harvey, uh, who I'm learning to kind of worship. I mean, he's crazy too, but uh, just uh, this youthful, hopeful. Uh, right? Like I can take on this shit and do it my way. I love it. I. Uh, I want to tap into that as much as possible. I spent uh, too many years being cynical, so learning to be positive. You got to hang out with young people, I think, uh, who still who still believe. <laughs> well, you know, like that's interesting because I think that um, you know I'm getting a lot of that from you. You know, like I, I'm getting like um, like that sense of a sense of hope. You know, and like in an encouragement, and you know. Absolutely, I agree. Like, I think like so, like the work that like, uh, Jimmy um, and Harvey are doing is amazing. But I think that it can exist at any time, at any age, anywhere. You know, and I think that um, in some of like uh, like talking about creating here in Calgary and some of the uh, things that have come up in this conversation, like I think I uh, always felt really proud to create here in Calgary and especially around the themes that I've been exploring in my work. But there, there have definitely been conversations around like, why, like why do the work here? You know, like I had, I've been really fortunate to have opportunities to exhibit my work internationally. And it's only in Calgary that my work gets questioned so much. And then like, and when, you know, when it's, when it's been exhibited outside of Calgary, it's like, it's like, it has not come to with questions that come up here in Calgary. And that's really interesting. And sometimes people say like, well, you know what, Wilmer, that's like pretty clear that like, maybe you should be going to these places to show your work because it seems like it's just kind of like, 
you know, people just see it, the work speaks for itself and they just say like, okay, we wanna exhibit, we wanna buy this work. Here is not, right? Here is like, why are you doing this? And why is it, like, what does it mean? And who, like, who are the people in the portrait? And I think to me, that's kind of an indicator that, you know, if it's gonna happen here in Calgary, if, if it's gonna have some impact, I'm really proud to be able to contribute to that in any way. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's why I, what's what I told myself when I did the perspective. I mean, I, I'm speaking about it like in the past tense, like it's dead, but you know, I built this perspectives thing two years ago to try to do exactly this. I was meeting all these creative people and I thought uh, Calgary at large needs to understand how talented people are here. Uh, but what you said reminds me, I met uh, a director, I think, her, I think her name's Anna Coolish. We put on a, a women in film uh, panel talk and when I did a podcast with her, she said something very interesting, kind of to your point. She said, anywhere else in the world she's traveled, she can introduce herself as a director, but not in Calgary. If she says the word director in Calgary, people like question her. So she has to call herself a film producer in Calgary. Otherwise, nobody will sit at the table with her. And I think there's a reflection kind of like you're speaking about um, that if you want to challenge a norm, it's a great city to do that in, <laughs> in bigger cities. Um, I don't know if it's people are more woke or, woke or people are just more tired and stressed and they just kind of like shrug more. But in Calgary, there's a, there's a great, I don't want to say fight to pick, but uh, there's work to be done here if you want to do that work. And uh, it's, it's exciting because I think there's a lot of nice people that actually want to have those conversations. They just don't know how, um, I hope. Otherwise, uh, they'll be coming for me soon. I, <laughs> I keep Listen, You have my vote to actually market that to Calgary Tourism. Come to Calgary, challenge the norm. <laughs> but yes, let's yeah. do that in this city, right? That needs to happen, right? Yeah, whether they want to or not, it's happening. I mean, the city's, uh, we're starting to see some holes poked into it, which I think will be a good thing uh, as, a, as a creator. I think it, hopefully it'll be a good thing uh, to get yeah, some space. Yeah, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of fun things that you can uh, poke at here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, and I think maybe that's where um, there is a lot of room to do a lot of that here in Calgary, you know, and I think, you know, I think connecting to um, even like through the exposure series, like it's just amazing to be able to see the diversity of work that people are doing through through that collective you know and i think um there's a lot more that calgary offers and sometimes where you know when i talk to people that maybe have been in calgary you know um like i have a friend who's been in calgary for only like three years um and we've had conversations about their experience like moving to calgary um from turkey uh, as an artist like what their experience was and they were sharing how like basically you know like you really have to scratch the surface to get to uh that like really beautiful creative source that is in calgary and i think for somebody who has been living in calgary like for myself who's been in calgary for 30 years and i have been um you know very grateful to have been working the majority of that time in the arts like to me like i feel like i've i've been very fortunate to connect to a lot of creatives here in Calgary through my time. And I think that's actually what has informed me staying here for so long. But, you know, it's interesting for me to hear that somebody that says like, oh, I came here and like, it really took some, 
effort to be able to dig in to get to like you know to get to that creative um, realm of Calgary. So I think yeah, it it's promising to me that like you know we'll get to a point where it will be right up in people's faces like the talent that is here in Calgary, and we don't have to like dig to find it. You know. Yeah, I uh, I want that to happen. Yeah, it it will it will happen. Yeah, it will. Maybe the better way to phrase it, I want to be part of it when it happens, as opposed yeah, to Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and you are doing that now, right? Like you're 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 creating a path for that to happen. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. And not just for your work, but logging in. It's great. I uh yeah, I wanna I need more conversations like this to keep me going. <laughs> Is there anything I don't know, pressing about what you're doing right now that we should message before I uh, hit the stop button on all this stuff? Uh, was there anything kind of burning in the back of your mind that uh, was worth uh, putting on the record, so to speak? Yeah, I just um, will want to um, keep you posted to um, just um, share and invite um, uh, people to like just kind of get to know the work more. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm going to be doing a book my other book, uh, Poetic Justice, is available at Shelf Life Books here in Calgary or through the Calgary Public Library. And I just want to say thanks for the opportunity to sit down um, and get to know you more and just find out about your vision and your creative projects. So thank you. So we come again to the suggestion that art and creativity is not just a hobby or a pastime. It has cultural and intellectual significance. When used intentionally, it can provoke an audience to ask questions about how the world is structured and where they fit in it. Wilmer does this by building imagery and portraiture that both challenges you to face something you might be shying away from, as well as to appreciate beauty in these differences. We have a unique opportunity to press these conversations here in Calgary. The challenge is to have the courage to push these narratives where you live and to be brave enough to be at the forefront of these conversations through art. How about this? What's the best thing that you've changed about yourself? You know what? I, I really love all the changes that have happened in my life. You know, I uh, like every single thing that has changed me in my life, has impacted me, has brought me to like where I am now. And, you know, this is a pretty good place to be for sure. If you could tell the world one thing, what would it be? Thank you. We'll leave it at that. That's great. Thank you so much, man. That was uh, that was awesome. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, David. Like that's yeah, that's amazing. Thanks for all your questions, and I I, I just I just really want to thank you for opening up and sharing. I'm I'm really admire your journey and i'm really excited to see what else you're gonna create well me too (laughs) this episode was brought to you by the calgary foundation whether it's funding anti-racism programs addiction recovery or food hampers for the hungry for 65 years the calgary foundation has proudly supported the charitable community to address some of calgary's biggest challenges now During this period of unprecedented urgent needs, Calgary Foundation renewed its commitment to building a healthy, vibrant, giving, caring, and resilient community 
If you're a registered charity looking for a grant, a professional advisor creating a giving plan for your client, or a donor wanting to give back to community, discover a wealth of resources at calgaryfoundation.org and learn more about their work through Calgary Foundation's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.